And now, Rembert explains. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rembert Explains Season 2. We made it. They picked us up for another season. This is a big deal. We got new mics now. No more wireless mics. The network, they're into us, so this is very exciting. And I'm here with Chris Hayes from MSNBC. Hey, Chris. What's up, Ram? Uh, this is exciting uh, for a, a couple reasons. Uh, one, it's a big day. This is a big it's day. Historic. This is historic day. Um, in some ways, you might call me Branch Ricky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay. I was I was told I, I had no idea this was true, but I was told that on season one, all of my guests happened to be black. I had no idea until someone brought it up. You don't but see I was color. Like, you know what? Maybe I should turn the mirror myself and be like, you know what? Maybe maybe diversity is something I should consider. Yeah. And I reached out to my friend Chris Hayes. And look at him. He's here. I feel like I, it's not just me sitting here in this chair. I'm sitting here for... You carry a nation on your I, back. I carry a nation on my back. That's right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, so many people I got to do proud. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of society that we could get to this point where the two of us could talk. And yeah, oh. I'm, 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 I'm so... They're going to make a movie about this. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be something like... It's probably either uh, shout out to Disney. Um, yeah. This is a free yeah. idea for y'all. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just take this. <laughs> I like how you're looking up. Like, they're literally, like, the room is bugged, even though we're we're in a recording studio. (laughs) Diversity. Um, But, yeah, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm glad uh, you're a busy man. You have a show that's on every day on MSNBC. Every day. Around the 8 o'clock p.m. hour. So I'm glad you could take your morning. 8 Eastern. It's really, really taking a toll on my my basketball viewing, as you might imagine. That's on you. I mean, here's the thing. And we're going to talk about this. Later on in the show, because we both have a vested interest yeah. in talking about the Eastern Conference. Yeah, basketball. we have a four-hour Eastern Conference talk <laughs> podcast after. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Like, just if you start listening, you'll <laughs> yeah. notice that this is a nine-hour podcast. <laughs> so just like get comfortable. Uh, but before we talk about that, uh, want to talk about something that happened earlier in this week that is always one of my favorite days of the year. Being a political person, and also now being someone that loves watching the internet talk about something in real time the best the state of the union yes uh where did you watch the state of the union we did live coverage uh at 30 rock mm-hmm. in the studios there studio 3a which is a big primetime studio there's two of them yep so we watched it there you know you some you sit there you watch it you know have the ifb in and you watch it on the return and then yeah. you follow along in the text um and uh you know it's different i mean i i was also on twitter which is yeah. the which is really where you watch it yeah i mean what was it so like half an hour before the speech the entire text got posted yeah got posted on medium yeah. which is you know the yeah. white house that wasn't yeah. like a leak that no. was like me uh, the white house was like hey medium yeah uh here's the text did, in in your world did that change anything at all did that did that no although i know i noticed that it was a little we were on air at that point right because okay. we're doing like an hour preview talk oh, yeah, so yeah. there wasn't a ton of opportunity like i was i saw it out of the corner of my eye because i was like 
kind of on Twitter while we were on air. Yeah. And I saw that that happened, and I pulled it up. I was like, oh. And then we reported it, I think. Uh, but you couldn't really – like I couldn't really dig into it until he was actually giving it. Yeah. Did you – was there a moment where you thought he was actually going to wear that tan suit? <laughs> so, no, so, but I thought that was a pretty funny joke. I am all about the White House trolling America. It's – I love – like what I love about that joke, and it, and it, it's also the things that I love about this pope, and I think there's like a similar thing where it's like you have expectations of what are the conventions of how people in a certain role act. Yeah. And when those are cast aside, like when you just some reveal some sense of humor or self-awareness, it's just it's massively compelling. Yeah. Just, just for context, in case you didn't see this, about an hour before – the State of the Union, the White House tweeted out a picture. From the official uh, White House From account. the official blue check. Yeah. Uh, uh, a picture of a tan suit hanging up in a room. There was, there were like some, some like kind of dirty like running shoes up on yep. top of yep. the cabinet. And there was like a, there was a hashtag that said, yes, we tan. Yes. Which was my, <laughs> that was my, as much as I didn't, I, I wasn't convinced the White House would. <laughs> play a joke i wanted them to but the yes we tan i was like this is good yeah, yeah. I, I know what y'all are doing yeah. and i like it i like it too so yeah he didn't come out in a tan suit even though i am very pro i like the tan suit i was in, i was 100 percent uh on on the side of the tan suit during that entire fiasco. but that would have if he would have worn it it would have been it would have overshadowed right. everything no one would have talked about anything else it would have been like deflate gate it would have been i like, can't even <laughs> remember i'm trying to remember it was some it was an august press conference and there was lots going on there was isis there was ebola there was a lot going on yeah i can't even remember what that press conference was about because the tan suit was the the takeaway but it works it works i mean it works for its features but man had it's a summer suit it's, it's a people summer act suit. like they've never seen a summer suit before People don't. People don't know. And he wore a very similar suit for Easter, and that's that's a legendary suit. Easter yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah. That image of him coming out when he's got like the he's got like the looks like almost like a like a, a prayer book or like yeah. a, like a like, he yeah like that's that's the dude I voted for in 08. Yeah, I was yeah like, that, that, that got that, a lot of love. <laughs> that's the guy who like my mom's like yeah, yeah. Like, that's my guy. Yeah. Um. So what was in terms of what he actually did or said in the speech uh what was were there moments where you like where you were like oh like this is a guy who is <clears throat> starting to you know he's 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 nearing his victory lap and as much as i think everyone not everyone but people that are like very into that first idea of obama yep. Want him to start doing things right. that are, you know, yes. very like I'm on my way out. I can say and do whatever yep. I want. Yep. Were there yep. moments in that speech? F- you, f- you, f- you, f- you. <laughs> you're cool. You're cool. Like, were there were there moments in the speech? Or yeah, no. I I think I think ever since the midterms, it's been pretty palpable to me how how much the lack of political consideration has liberated him. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of how they're. It's not even so much in how they're acting, although they are acting in ways that are quite bold in certain circumstances. I yeah. mean, the immigration executive action is like real, yeah. <laughs> and 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 aggro in certain ways. Um, the but but just the general thrust of the 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 Barack Obama of the last three months has been um, just incredibly uncowed yeah. and and liberated, 
Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's great to see. I mean, just as in that in the same way that it, it connects like the tan suit joke in that same way of like watching someone be unshackled. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll never forget when I, being in the the White House press in the White House for that one of his first press conferences, mm-hmm. and there was like a hundred people in there, and the last question was about. Um, so this is oh nine. Yeah, it's oh nine about Skip Gates arrest, right? And that was I think that was such a turning point because like he just answered honestly mm-hmm. and then it was just and it was like okay, lesson learned, touch the hot stove. Yeah. Lesson learned. So from now on it's like we're going to be real neutral yeah. and real, like real control because if you just have this honest reaction yeah uh to this thing, now you got a beer summit, you've got some God, Cambridge cop in your backyard. Beer like, summit feels like like twenty years ago. <laughs> it feels twenty years ago, and also feels like from another like, planet. Like that it, happened. That actually happened. That had, they had to a, have beer, a beer summit. A beer summit. Like and like, like the, the be- most like one of the most celebrated like black academics, intellectuals, just alive. Yeah, public figures. And a ra- I mean, maybe he's a good cop, maybe he's a bad cop. I literally don't know. Like, a random white cop from Cambridge were at the White House sharing a beer because the guy like, got the- arrested on his front porch. <laughs> and the president had the temerity to be like, that's kind of not cool. Hey, if it wasn't for that beer summit, maybe the two of us wouldn't be talking today. Right. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to trace back the history of this moment. This is beer summit, too, right here. I... God, so that, that, but I think people, we've all sort of forgotten the beer summit moment, but mm-hmm. to me that always like looms in my head when I think about the rhetoric of the president, when I think about moments where people want him to be a certain way, where he disappoints them because he's not, yeah. where it's like this, this calculation of what's the upside, what's the downside. The downside is if he, like at this point, no, no, the downside for a beer summit is just like, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Back then, it was you lose three days of a news cycle when you're trying to get a, a stimulus bill passed or whatever, right? Yeah. So when that agenda was that crowded, they, they just started making these calculations. There is no upside in any kind of rhetorical risks. There's yeah. only downside because we need to focus all the political capital on getting this agenda through. Now when it's like no one's going to move on anything he does, uh-huh. it's like we'll take the downside risk. The, the thing I loved about that State of the Union, and this is – this isn't really like a, a political thing. It's just it reminded me what the point of the State of the Union was mm-hmm. or how the yeah. pre- how the president can use it to his or her his or one day her advantage, which is. I, I, I was I got to a point where I assumed the State of the Union was purely the president talking to the just the nation that State of the Union reminded me that this is an opportunity for the president to talk very strongly and sometimes down to his Congress in yes. front of everyone. That's right. Else. Yeah, totally. It's That's like, right. it's like, it's like it's almost a, a public That's right. shaming. It's like, yeah, yeah like yeah. I, this isn't behind closed doors. Like yeah. y'all need to get your act together yep. and everyone is listening. That is a great, that's a really, that is a smart point and very true where it's like, there, there are those two audiences, you yeah. know? Um, and there, but there were so many moments where it's like, this isn't a secret. Like the, the what y'all are doing to you know, like stall this or stop this. Like everyone, everyone knows it. Everyone I'm, understands. Everyone's yeah, listening exactly. to what I'm saying. And there to was you this right kind now. of interesting part of the last part of the speech is kind of interestingly, uncharacteristically kind of self-reflective fourth wall uh-huh. moment where he talks about like I gave this speech and people have called me naive because of it and 
but it, he he very rarely does that. He very rarely kind of like reflects back in that way, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was part of the same thing. Yeah, which was like kind of calling attention to the fact that like everyone understands what the dynamic is in this room. Yeah, like you guys hate me, <laughs> want to see me politically destroyed. Yes, I have vanquished you twice. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and 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 everyone expects us to be a basically you know loggerheads yeah um and i thought it was an interesting tactic to just to sort of talk about the elephant in the room now yeah it was great and with that we're done talking about politics done done it's over uh i think an appropriate transition from politics talking about i told you the story about funk flex yes uh funk flex who is on hot 97 new york's hot 97 did a eight to nine minute rant airing his grievances about Jay-Z, Jay-Z's website, Life and Times. There's a there's an aspect of it that it's accusatory about intellectual property and a in an app. There's it's it's a lot. It's, it is absolutely a lot and hilarious. And between each one of Flex's sentences, he uh loops his, you know, very infamous Flex bomb, the, it's, it's it's absolutely incredible, and it goes on nonstop for nine minutes. The Funk Flex rant is one of those cultural products where, like, I caught the tail end of Emanation, <laughs> yeah. so it was like the Hannibal Burris. Did he do the remix, or he told someone else to do a so remix? So he, the what he did was he did a like a a parody Flex rant, but was just putting in different sounds. <laughs> right, 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 right. So anyway. I like, sort of caught a little bit. I caught a little bit of that, and I saw people tweeting about it. And it's yeah. like one of those things that happens where you catch the tail end of something, yeah. and you caught like the commentary and the meta parts of it, but never got to the original source material. It happens. Like if you miss like four hours on yes, the internet, exactly. like that happens. Like there are days when I have to write all morning, yeah. and then like come up for air when my stuff's getting edited at two, and I've missed an entire yes. entire cycle. I'm, where I'm hearing like... people apologize for things they wrote <laughs> and posted at ten that were from false outlets. It's incredible. I love the internet. It's, it's still I very wild west too. but that rant got me thinking about the the idea of having a show having a platform and sometimes being like you know what i'm just gonna go on a five ten minute rant about something that has been pissing me off have you done that have you have you had the i know you had the urge to do it yeah like in my mind i have done that it, it is it is a thing i a thing you find yourself fantasizing about like just turn off the prompter i'm just gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> just gonna unleash just gonna <laughs> unleash right now um you know that w- it would probably be your last show <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fact of the matter. <laughs> you had something lined up, and you're like, yeah. "How do I want to go out?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to have. Yeah, you probably have to have some some other some other gig hooked up. Um, yeah, I think you fantasize about a lot. I mean, the the the, the thing about uh, about having your own show. And how long have you had that show? By the way, it'll be it'll be two years, April first. Okay, so coming up on two years. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about it is. I've used this line before with other people, but you, you think when you get your own show, you think you got a sports car, right? And you're yeah. like, we're going to like put the top down. We're going to like bump up the tunes. Yeah. We'll go wherever. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Let's go. We're going to drive. Go. And then you get in it. You realize like you have a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> and you you can't just go where you want. Like you, 
if the wind is going like this, you cannot sail into the wind. Yeah. And it takes a lot of like maintenance and yeah. schlepping around and upkeep to like yeah. keep the thing. Yeah. So there's this fantasy you have of like reconnecting to that original thing you thought would be the case about mm-hmm. the power of the platform. It's like that you play out in your head yeah. about do- doing exactly that. Yeah. You know, I get that. I get that. There's going to be a point, <clears throat> probably my last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the end of the, season two. Yeah. The end of season two, which might be um, today. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Who knows? Where I, I, I have had those moments. I think growing up, growing up, publishing on the internet you become i think you you go through a phase where you get very numb to instant yeah. commenting and yeah. instant trolling and it it becomes very yeah. easy to shake off yeah but then like a second wave happens and i'm in the middle of that second wave right now where i'm like you know what like i want to f- fight you i i, like, I want to fi- i want to physically fight you i want to like drop a pin <laughs> and be like i'm right here like like, like i I 100, like, I have to resist, like, I, there are times where I'm like, I have to resist the, like, I genuinely feel that way. Yeah, um, and I, I just didn't, I didn't expect that to happen, because no. I thought I was going to be, like, Teflon forever. It's not true. No, it's true. It's really true. Like, you gotta, it's, 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 there, someone's gotta be doing some psychological research on it, because it's, yeah. it, it's so unnatural yeah. to have the, um, the constant and you see it like the thing that is it was one thing okay it's one thing if with people with a certain amount of fame or a certain amount of platform that you're gonna get negative feedback like that's like that's the that's the price you're paying yeah in some ways right and and that's like like smallest violin in the world yeah. for like you know and right yeah. exactly and like you know when you see like the celebrities read mean tweets yeah um, thing that um they, uh, Kimmel Kimmel does it yeah. right yeah and which is a funny shtick, but also like the subtext of it is just kind of like, well, you know, that's just you know, yeah. go go work a minimum wage job, yeah, like, <laughs> and not get me. That... But the thing is, now the nature of social media is that everybody's getting that influx of crazy, yeah, negativity all the time. There's, like, there's Facebook no... flame wars are just like people with their neighbors, and it's like one thing if like okay, this is the trade I'm making because I have a big platform and this negativity is going to come into my life and I'm going to figure out how to deal with it and like that's just part of the job the way that. Certain jobs have other things that are you yeah, hundred percent. But as a as a thing that a milieu that everyone is steeped in all the time with like every Facebook page is like starting flame wars. It's just like I yeah. don't know what is it. <laughs> it's it, I I think the the thing for me that it simultaneously bums me out, but I get it. <clears throat> but I I go back and forth with it. Is since Grandlands existed, we have gone in and out of having a comment section we started off without a comment section then we had a comment section that was like tied to facebook that we right. that you think right because people can't be anonymous you think like you think that's going to like right. provide provide this like security blanket of like oh well people are going to be on their best behavior right, which right. over time you learn right. is not true right right and now we are back without a comment section not not purely just to get away with trolls, but sometimes it's half of it is like people comment on Twitter. So like, right. why Twitter do Twitter is kind of the comments? Yes. Yeah. Why yeah. do you need this yeah. second comment session? But also, like, I love the idea of people 
interacting and comments coming off of comments and conver- yeah, like yeah. good conversations happening. And that would happen sometimes. But for every one of those, you'd get like eight or nine that are just like, yeah, my purpose here is to yeah. like, like get like over time, get into that person's head. Yes. And I think anyone that says like over time, it doesn't wear you down is either like a, a superhuman yeah. or just a lot or some part of them has died. I mean, that's oh. the other thing, right? Like at a certain point you, you're, you're, you're going to, f- you're, you're facing some choice, which is, this is why I think this is such a fascinating phenomenon, broadly, socially, psychologically, yeah. you're facing some choice where <clears throat> the normal mechanisms of human interaction and the normal sort of emotional and neural pathways that produce like, um, mutuality and, and empathy and sensitivity and openness. Like, yeah. Those are the things that are that are that are allowing you to be uh, pained, yeah. Or b- by by th- allowing this kind of like stranger <laughs> poison into your life. And so then the question becomes like, well, what do you do? Like, what you got to make some choice about? Yeah. Like, am I going to start hacking away at those parts of myself, yeah. or am I just going to turn off, you know, turn off the poison basically? Yeah. But I mean- but then if you the, the problem is it's hard. The, the, for me, the problem is. Turning off the poison also means turning off feedback that's criticism that's good. Like oh. there's tons of you know what I mean. Like that's ex- that's like a hundred percent. I check you know I'll, I check Twitter during the show right, and people guests come <coughs> on and they're like, "Are you crazy?" I think even my executive producer is like, "Why do you do that?" Because, but it's like yeah, like there's a lot of but there's also times when someone's like, "You just pronounced the name of that city wrong," and I like and like email the controller. And I'm like, <laughs> "Did I?" And they're like, "Yeah." yeah, yeah. It's like okay, well that's good for me to know. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that happen where, like, you got this fact wrong or, like, I didn't understand what you said there. So you can't have one without the – you know, you can't have one without the other. So in that circumstance, you make the choice to to allow all that stuff in. Yeah. Because there's this really useful content. But – I think for me, what I found um, to be true was the way I responded to all critique, criticism, good, bad – was that the 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 really mean and the really praiseworthy like did not register right right i had like yes. I, I had to cut out both totally yeah I, I, I think that's right like that that was the only way i could stay sane it was like i had to if i was going to just be like i can't let people who are just like trolling me yep. for the sake of trolling me get to me i it felt weird to then take all compliments right, right, right. Like, to heart, which is you want to because they feel good. But but that 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 is a classic. That's a classic. You know what um, economists call a hedonic treadmill, which is like the you know over time you just acclimate to them and they don't feel as good, right? And it's the mm-hmm. same thing that happens with drug addiction. It's like a, mm-hmm. an, a you know a sort of um, neurological phenomenon in terms of like dopamine dosages yeah, yeah, yeah. where or, or my favorite example of this is 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 standard definition television and, and hd where it's like back when we didn't have hd we didn't look at standard de- de- definition television and be like well this is like, blurry does <laughs> improve like it was just tv and we loved it yeah. now it's like you have an hd tv you go to a thing that you used to watch it would be like i'm gonna sit down and watch the football game this yeah. is great i didn't get new eyes like, yes, these are the same eyes i had just like, when i was when i was eight like, it's like what is the actual like 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 net gain of enjoyability yeah. that we've just rendered this old thing so like that 
that's going to happen. I think on the compliment end, that happens very quickly, yeah. and that's part of also what 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 is messed up psychologically. Yeah. Uh, but then the, to bring it back to Funkmaster Flex, good. What is fascinating <laughs> to me about it is there is there's always I always have used to have the sense that like people at a high enough level like uh-huh. just didn't give had had no f-s left to give yeah. right. But it's like if you read like early accounts of Bill Clinton's presidency, he's like reading like magazine articles oh. in obscure journals and losing his mind about them. And like the next time the reporter comes through yelling up, it's like Funkmaster Flex is like he's Funkmaster Flex. Like you don't like I he, he's he's doing great. Like he doesn't have to care, but he cares. Everyone cares. Jay Z, Beyonce. I bet you everyone can tell cares. You, if you sat her down, she could she could cite chapter and verse. Of, of people hating on her at, at various stages in her career. That it, over time has become very clear to me uh, that, and I, I like it. Like I, when I, like two weeks ago, and this is like a great moment that kind of shows that the world isn't as spread out as you think. Uh, I went to LA and had a long sit down with Donald Glover. And once it was over, he, was asking me questions about like the internet and like he asked me about he he asked me what I thought about Sasha Ferrer Jones going to Genius that which had been announced that morning <laughs> that's awesome. and I was like this is wonderful I yeah. am very glad that no that's what I love too like, like that agreed. that this even though it feels so spread out and sometimes it feels like you're, you're making TV that goes into the void or you're writing things that goes into the void like it's actually not like people you, people care and you know the other thing the other thing I love about it and the, and the thing that you can't you know baby with the bathwater is like you and I have literally never physically met right we never met in person right but I. Like I feel like I know you, yeah. and when I showed up today, I wasn't like, "Oh, I'm meeting the stranger." Yeah, it's like you know people because you interact with them in this way that like does feel weirdly intimate, does feel yeah. weirdly, um, like it is social. That's why it's called social media, yeah. but yeah. it is, and it's and and there's something amazing about having the ability to, particularly at this stage of my life, I'm 35, I got two kids, uh-huh. three year old and a nine month old. Like I got a show that go, I get home at 10 o'clock every night. I'm not like I'm meeting a lot of new people. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's like, there aren't a lot of, I'm not showing up to a lot of parties. I'm like, I hang out with my wife. I hang out with my kids. I go to work. Your happy hour life is kind of dull. There is no happy hour. Like I watch some sports late night slash. I will have some friends over for dinner. Like that's basically it. See my family. So it is amazing to have this outlet where, because I'm a very social person where yeah. I'm just – I am constantly meeting new people, forming these kind of yeah. new relationships, learning from people. Like it's, it is incredible. My one caveat to that, and I completely agree, is that I do think that's true if there is some in some belief or some mutual intention to eventually meet that person. Yeah, that's probably right. Like I, I think – even if it's not articulated, right, and I think right, that right. that is a that is That's a true, yeah. that is a very like New York yeah. thing because there are a lot of people here that sometimes it feels silly to talk to someone online for three years if you live in the same yeah, city. It's like yeah. why don't we just yeah. go get a drink or something like yeah. that? I do think there are people that I haven't met yet or um, should have met, but the way we interact, there's almost this unspoken thing that. At some point, yes, right. Like yeah, this agreed. will evolve right, right. to something else, right? Right. Um, which does kind of make, for me, it makes the purely online interaction. That's true. 
That's true. Uh, a yeah. little bit more fulfilling because yeah. 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 it's not there's there's a little light at the end of that you know non not in person yes. tunnel uh, yeah. if you will. So before we get into the headliner, which is basketball, I wanted to bring up one other uh, kind of cultural thing, which is we are now in the middle of the first week of the nightly show. Yes. Larry Wilmore uh, kind of staying on the topic of a show, having a show, um, being like the, the focal point of a show. How, how is your, where's your head at in terms of how this show is going so far? Like the, what are the, what are the difficulties that you can, it is really hard. So that is a hard, that is a hard spot, right? I mean, he's, he's, He's replacing someone who I think is 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 really truly and genuinely a genius. Like I think Stephen Colbert is a genius, yeah. um, and that show was genius. was definitely genius. It was genius, <laughs> yeah. just genius. Uh, so that's hard. First of all, second of all, he's the only non-white man in late night. So it's like when I was making the joke about like I'm here with you yeah. know like, but it like and yeah. he is yeah. right, and it's like I miss you, Arsenio. He's yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> It's a shame. I know. Um, it'd be funny if, as a bit, Larry Wilmore got Bill Clinton to come on and play the sax. <laughs> <laughs> you can have that one if you guys are listening. Here's what has to happen. That is that is, that is a really good yeah. bit, actually. And then halfway through, <laughs> Hillary comes out with just a, a trumpet. <laughs> That's the like, bit. Things happen. That's the bit. Like, it's like... Things have nothing changed in the nineties. We got one black guy on late night. And we got Clinton running for president. Hillary's <laughs> was like, "Excuse me, Bill." Oh, that'd be good. That's a free bit. We just gave you a free bit. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, Disney. You're listening. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I think so. So I, it's incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, I thought I loved the first show. So I th- I didn't think everything worked, but I I I thought he did. I thought he was great. Um, he's I mean, you know the thing about Larry Wilmore. He's really experienced he's been around comedy a while yeah he's executive produced shows like he knows television yeah. um i thought i think the panel i love the fact they're trying to do this panel i think it's very hard to make it work yes because as i've learned i mean i actually went through precisely this in a different context which is that i had a panel show yeah weekend on weekend mornings yeah. i got put into prime time i was like oh i'll take the panel and it it sort of didn't work and the reason it didn't work is you can't control like there's this thing that happens in an energy of five people that is more difficult to control yeah and when you're doing live like sometimes it might be good sometimes it's not but there's not the audience doesn't really have the patience to wait through those moments right yeah they're pre-taping and you could tell you could tell in that first episode they, they cut that you yeah. can feel the cuts yeah, yeah, 100%. and it felt actually a little jagged uh-huh. like but that said i think like where i loved where i liked it was the the kind of combining the panel with kind of bits like the keep it a hundred keep it 100 yeah like there is a huge potential there and then i thought the second episode i thought the bill cosby discussion was kind of great actually he just nailed and what's that the the tone of it just nailed it yes no i thought you said he failed i was like (laughs) yeah and i thought and it was it also felt audacious it felt like oh i haven't seen this before that's the hardest thing for him right now is that the the pr- television is a very risk averse medium. Yes, like television executives are extremely risk averse, yes. as are Hollywood executives, which is why Fast and Furious twelve. You know, I mean, all of it. Yeah. And so, the the problem is, I mean, I hope they get the time they need to to figure out 
what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And the problem is to is and to and to get the the reins loose enough that they can experiment and run, you know what I mean because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is and what happens is the 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 way it works is if if the ratings go south it's going to be like oh just do more model like kill the panel yeah do, I just know. do the model I could I already see that and it's like no there that's harder and it's gonna it's gonna not work a lot but there's something there. Six months from now, yeah. when that thing is fig- really figured out, that it's I an easy is- scape. The panel's an easy scape, and it's going to be like I can just see the. I know, I know what those meetings are going to be like. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting, but I'm I'm I I'm a huge fan. I know some of the people that are working on that show. Yeah. Uh, who are people I think are just enormously talented and admire. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm. It's interesting to, and I know you also deal with this too. The idea of like the panel, the idea of a panel is it's twofold because it's issue generated or driven and personnel driven. And you need, but both have to be perfect for in order, in order yes. for it to work. Like you can have yeah. really smart, engaging people talking about something that people don't really care about right. and it's not going to work you can have an amazing topic and people are like trying to talk over each other or the or c- saying thing like the key thing the thing that makes it work when it works is the is the is the sheer drama of the unpredictability right yeah. because Stephen colbert like when he's giving his monologue there like i know that the script's in the prompter and they've rehearsed it yes but when people are like actually like the cosby discussion which actually like it didn't get heated but, but it, yeah there was like this there, there's tension this there. frisson right yeah and it's like you don't that's the best moment. Those moments are really that's, but that's a hard alchemy to produce. Where uh-huh. it's like, which way is this going to go? Um, and real time does a pretty good job of doing that as well. Like, yeah, but that it's is, hard. That that's is a, a hard model. thing yeah. to reliably generate. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. Me I'm, too. I'm, really I'm, excited. I'm. I think what you said. Call me. Yeah. I'll be on your show, Larry Wilmore. <laughs> what uh, what you said in the beginning about needing like the shoes to fill. I think. Just for that first episode, maybe this first week is such an important thing. Just yeah. the idea of like over time, if it if it if it keeps up this pace, like the idea of well, Colbert was once here, like the yeah, ghost that of Colbert, away, that yeah. go, that goes away. But in the beginning, like leading up to that first episode, that the, that was the only thing I was thinking about. I was like, are are people yeah. just going to be like, Ugh, this well, isn't Colbert? Colbert? And uh, one of the weird things about. Uh, about television is how much how important familiarity is like it mm-hmm. it is a very self-fulfilling prophecy because people like to see people they are familiar with <laughs> yes so it's almost like it's like cement drying you know like <laughs> in the beginning it could be like well who's this in the beginning for me particularly when i came to prime time people were like who is this kid yeah you know yeah. and then eventually and there's a lot of people who on television like i like watching but if you get, if I was doing like a TV draft, like I don't know if I would choose them. It's just that they, yeah. they're, they're, they're the people I know, and I'm like, you have this kind of recognition connection to, you know. So that's for any new show and any new show that's driven by a sort of central host personality. Like that's another yeah. issue that just you just time heals that a bit. Yeah. Uh, before put a ribbon on this, I will say that uh, the Grantland Basketball Hour, which is on ESPN, 
has a segment called Keep It Knit 100, and I hear there's a little beef. Whoa. And I, I'm i not going to... Wow. All I'm saying wow. is it's... I'm 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 happy that segment. I'm happy that segment is working for the nightly show. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm saying. Uh, Speaking yeah. of basketball. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, the Atlanta Hawks. What is going on, America? Dude, uh, uh, is it the best? Can we just talk for a second? How <laughs> it's the it's just the greatest thing in the world. To find yourself rooting for a team, not in some bandwagon team, like the team that you love yeah. when they're awesome. And that just like that little hit where you like check the internet or you're like, you're, it's like four o'clock in the day and you're like, you know that you have this thing that's going to be there and it's going to be a, it's going to be fun because they're going to like, like they're going to probably win pro- almost certainly it's when like, you're talking about that. It's just such a, such a rare joy in life. Like basically sports is chasing the dragon. For those, like, you know, unless you happen to be very lucky. Yeah. Most sports fandom is, like, chasing the dragon of that. Yeah. Of that, like, I remember, for me, it was, it was the... Because um, you're a Bulls fan. I'm a, so I'm a Bulls, Bears, and Cubs fan. I was, I was born and raised in New York, in, New York, in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. My dad was from the north side of Chicago. Okay. In, so, and then in 84, the, the Cubs won the division. Um, so that was like very formative. I was five years old. And the next year, the Bears on the Super Bowl, the you know Super Bowl shuffle. Yep, that was very formative. And then what? Two years later is Michael Jordan's rookie year. So it was like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was. It got really cemented, and now I'm like a diehard Chicago sports yeah. fan, even though I'm a New Yorker. And but yeah, like having that, you know, it's been years. The last time I really felt it, it was that was that year the, the that they the the Bulls uh, came in first in the Eastern Conference in the in the east lost to oh uh, d rose years yeah exactly, yeah yeah and that was a, that year was awesome um yeah but it's just the best it's the best feeling it's the best it it's also just to give some context one of my greatest childhood moments was my mom taking me to the then omni uh where the hawks used to play when they played against the bulls on my birthday mm-hmm. And Jordan dropped fifty five, <laughs> yeah. and I was wearing a Bulls jersey. <laughs> and I was like, "This is the greatest day of my life." I got to see Michael Jordan have a career day on my birthday. Like, well, yeah, they beat the Hawks, whatever. And I, I mean, that, that was like yeah. the one day a year I wasn't a Hawks fan yeah. is when they played yeah. uh, Hawks versus Jordan. You know. But to see, and like I was not the only one. That's yeah, just like, that's yeah. probably a common story of wherever right. Jordan yeah. went yeah, for yeah, a period yeah. of time. But to it's little things like you can find like there are little things like seeing your team in like the first five minutes of Sports Center. I'm like, this has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> what is going like? Why? And we're not even playing LeBron. Like, why is this happening? Like, why are people doing? Also, sex? there the, the Hawks also what's. The Hawks are just this incredible mystery too, right now. It's like it's little like, giants. It's like just yeah, it's like, like a, how is this? No one understands. I, you know, I, 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 I don't watch the amount of basketball I used to be able to because yeah. of the timing. But I, I like religiously, like the first thing I do every morning is watch the highlights from all like on the NBA.com. Yeah, watch yeah. all the highlights and and I read Zach Lowe religiously, and it's just like. I think everyone's still scratching their head a little bit about. I mean, obviously Kyle Korver shooting like ninety two percent from beyond the arc. It's like. 
<laughs> he went we, two for four last night and came in like and that knocked down his percentage. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things. Teague's playing out of his mind. Like yeah. Horford's very good. Horford's very good. And as I think was it Zach, Zach I think was it Zach write a piece about Horford sort of being Zach's been on a tear just writing about every single person. <laughs> I know. Well, it's because amazing. you have to because it's like, amazing. Yeah, no, it's 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 incredible. Um Yeah, I but not to take all of the glory that is this season's very surprising somehow the bulls have one of the best players in the league and it's not derrick rose it's jimmy butler dude what what the is go- hell yeah. well jimmy butler jimmy butler is the player version of the hawks like <laughs> the whole team of the team like the hawks <laughs> yeah. are and it's just the the leap that he's made this year is insane i mean part of it is like if you want to be my 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 friend uh, Brian Cook, I'll give a shout out to who's on, who's a uh, lives in Chicago, and I, I'm on like this email chain with all these Bulls fans. We're like constantly emailing, yes. and he calls it the Jimmy Butler Max Contract Express. He's <laughs> like, you're being tied to the tracks of the Jimmy yeah. Butler Max Contract Express, which is so true. Like, yeah. so if you want to just go eco on one on one, it's just like, well, this is what happens when you're just like, all right, I'm not going to get an extension. Like, let's, yeah, see I, what also, I can do for a max contract. I also love him because he has, he has a little bit of that on the court, on field, Marshawn to him where he doesn't get excited. Yes. He'll just, like, do this incredible move, just, like, block someone or just, like, dunk on someone, then just, like – Completely composed, yes. Just, like, get back on defense. Uh, Yeah, no. I mean, I love him. It's – he is – it, he's been incredible. It's body. like he doesn't know how good he is yet. He's just like, the other what, thing, he's like my body's changing. The other, like, what you know, am the I- other thing I think is, is interesting about this, when you think about players, like the role that shooting plays in how good a player is and whether that's an acquirable skill, right? Because uh-huh. at some level, it's like Jimmy Butler had a million, a lot of tools athletically. He was always like an incredibly smart basketball player from his rookie year, just yeah. like working in Tibbs' defensive system on yeah. his rotations. He just wasn't that good a shooter. Yeah. But like, you know, if you're making as much money as these guys are, and if you are really committed, like you can just take a thousand shots a day. You can just like, and you, you should like, get. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, I get right. It. Okay. Like, and I, I mean, like, or maybe not. Like, I feel like I don't actually know the answer to that. Like, how how innate is shooting and how acquirable is? But in the case of Jimmy Butler, I mean, the thing that is. The, the the leap has just been that he has gone from being like an ass shooter to a good shooter. Although he's he's dropped off a little bit in this little stretch yeah. they've had. And that's turned him from being, like, a very good defensive player and a good passer and a smart basketball yeah. player to a killer. He went from the guy who you you put him on the other team's best player. Always, yes. And and we'll, and we'll play lockdown D. I mean, yeah. he, and he would bother LeBron. He would, you yeah. know. But, but yeah, so he's been he's been an amazing story. My my Bulls the last week have been a little disappointing. But then the other thing I, I, I keep telling myself, and this will be really interesting for, the, for, for I think, both – for the for the, for the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Wizards, right? Yeah. There, that is there is not a lot of playoff experience among Mm-mm. those. Like that is so. I learned the hard way <laughs> yeah. with when we were that that year that oh, we yeah. won. The, we were number one in the Eastern Conference, yeah. where it's like completely new season. That's going to be what's going to make that Eastern Conference feel so wide open because yeah. it's, it's probably going to be those three teams coming in one, two, and three with essentially zero real deep playoff experience, yeah. and then it's going to be the Bulls and Cleveland with. A lot more. It's like one of those like college teams with five freshmen. It's like we either like figure this out or and we're particularly just... the the really interesting things. I mean, the league. I feel like the league this year. I feel like what happened was you know what was it, probably 
how many years ago was the hand check rule? Like six or seven years, probably, right? The, yeah. There's like it was like six or seven years yeah. ago we had the hand check rule. Things really opened up. Then you had the kind of you had the Tibbs defense, the Celtics Spurs defense sort of spread <laughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Defenses got much more locked down, much smarter about you know what to give up, what to what to take away. The rotations yeah. got better. And then this year it feels like in this sort of chess match arms race that like offenses have refigured out mm-hmm. stuff. It feels like yeah. it, it's like a very offensive year. Yeah. And so the question is when you get to the playoffs, how much that still holds or is it like back to lockdown? And then for a team like the Hawks, it's like, okay, well, we don't have – we don't really have the go-to like one on five, four seconds left on the clock. That's the thing. And like, that and the thing I learned the hard way that year, that Bulls year, was like our guy was D. Rose – and when there was 30 seconds left in the game and it was tied, they would put LeBron on, on him. And it's like you're giving up. He was giving up eight inches yeah. and it was real hard to make a play. Yeah. And that was the series. That basically was like what yeah. determined that series. That, that's the thing. It's like <clears throat> for 90 percent of the season, it's a very good thing that four people can have off nights. Exactly. And, but four other yep. random people can have on nights and you can still figure out a way to win the game. But there have been these stretches even in the middle of games and, you know, teams have stretches where everyone's kind of off. Yeah. And because there's not that go-to person, they kind of just, like, pass the ball around or just yeah. hope. There's, there's a lot of hope that, yes. like, someone's going to get going. And you, you see know? that a lot more in playoff games, right? Because so much about defense is, is just sheer yeah. how bad do you want it and intensity. Mm-hmm. And everyone wants it a lot more in the playoffs. The defense has got a lot more locked down. Yeah. But shout out to Corver. I love that guy. Love that He's becoming just like the, He's great. the, the, the king of Atlanta, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, dunk last night. Lo- <laughs> so good. <laughs> so to to wrap this up, and I think this is like a very uh, in in good spirit, a uh, good way to wrap this up, wrap up, like put a official like stamp on 2014 and talking yeah. about 2015, uh, I told you that I wanted to kind of go back and forth and – Briefly talk about or mention one thing that you were kind of happy to leave in 2014 about your life and one thing that you were excited to take take on as a as a yeah. way of being in 2015. Uh, so what's one of those for you and I'll I, I feel like I want to give fewer. F- in 2015 Fewer. eventually maybe giving zero no zero. No, zero, zero, no no zero zero is no good zero this is no good whenever zero is reckless zero is reckless I, I i feel like you go through life you meet people who either as a as a, a, a kind of sense of self-definition or other people would say like well, they don't care what people think and it's like caring what people think is the cornerstone of civilization like you have like it's not a cool thing to like not care what people think like caring what people think like also, the people that say they don't care what people think are the care, people that yes, care the most. Yes, of course. It's like, yeah, it's like saying I don't like drama. I hate drama. I hate drama. So it's like, no, you shouldn't. It's like, but I am someone that I think, like, watching the president's been instructed. I mean, you just sometimes you can convince yourself there's reasons. It's easy to, to, to forget that there's when you have a position of public where you're a, a, a somewhat public figure that like what matters is what the people you love and the people you respect. Yes. Think about you. Yes. Like, very, and very easy just to forget that. Remind yourself of that. And it's easy to forget that. I mean, it sort of goes back to the conversation we had before. So like, that is something I really want to just 
remember more this I think year. I think I think you should probably like I assume you have a desk somewhere. I do. You should probably like, write it down. Yeah. And put it up on a give fewer a bulletin board. Just to remind because you know my thing and I I say this with some of my friends when we we see ourselves wanting to shift our way of thinking, you know, stop being so public sometimes and be a little bit more private in terms of, you know, our energy, mm-hmm. I'd say. We all slip back. Yeah, definitely. So, well, that's like, why, that's why, I mean, it's like New Year's resolutions, right? And like the gym, right? Like, yeah, 100%. You know, mine is my thing that I, I think I will always struggle with. But I, I think I now that my 2015 way of dealing with this is just how to how to do everything. Can't do everything, but I still like to try. Right. And there's Mark Wahlberg. Uh, he has this thing, this saying that he has where he says like I make one movie for me, one movie for them, mm. which is why he has some like very dumb movies but some movies that obviously make that is a great i've i've taken that that. to heart a little bit in terms of how i spend my time and i'm doing this i'm starting this thing one month for me one month for them january i have just been like responding to everyone I was just like, oh, you want to have a talk about this? Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Oh, like, you pitched me this in December. You know what? I'm going to get back to you. Right, right. February 1st, off the grid. Right. Not respond. Like, just, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't deal with that right now. I need to work on my own stuff. I need yeah. to do this. Like, I, I'm still doing my own. I'm still working. Like, right, it's not right. like I'm a complete right. Um saint like right, oh, just right, like right, whatever you right, need just right, like giving right, miracles right. out like it's, it's right. not like that but i realized like i just couldn't go 90 percent trying to do things for other people that i should be doing and go 90 yep. percent trying to do That's my good. job so i'm gonna try it out i don't know how it's gonna go i often try things out like leaving twitter and then nine days later i come back <laughs> so we don't know how this is gonna go. I tr- I tried so hard. I tried so hard. A lot of people try, and then they always come back. But I was spending so all I was doing when I was off Twitter was thinking about things I could be tweeting, <laughs> <laughs> and then complaining to my friends like, "Oh, I just had a good tweet." I wanna I I, I wanna. I've been considering making an anonymous Twitter account to tweet the things I can't tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait until someone figures that out. That's the problem. You know how that story is. Yes, yes. That is the, yes. (laughs) You're just like beefing with other anchors. (laughs) Like like that's the prologue to Oedipus Rex. Like we know, we know know exactly where this is going to go. such a funny story that has like the worst ending. The uh, most obvious (laughs) terrible ending of all the ways to go down. It's like, like i had some bad news like your name isn't really that (laughs) like you thought it was so clever but it's like so easily trace backable to you like you know how that ends chris Uh, is there um is there anything so i guess you're saying by your 2015 thing you gave too many yeah so 2014 like i i think i cared too much about that in 2015 the thing that i'm very focused on is i want to just uh consume more culture like okay i found that i like i said before it's like i've got two kids i've got a wife i've got 
the job. Like I don't I haven't I don't read a lot of novels. I don't watch a ton of movies. I don't listen to a, like things I used to love doing. Yeah. What I end up doing is is what happened with the Funkmaster Flex rant, which is that I end up like catching some credit like reading some 600 word blog post about the album or about the movie or about the you know as opposed to so like you like spark noting your way through life completely on on the, in the cultural realm because like yeah. well i don't want to feel like i don't want people to think that i live in a cave so it's like i need to know that this hap- this thing went down yeah. or this. but then i'm not actually getting with like first order pleasure of good stuff so i'm going to try to see all of the oscar nominated films that's my mission before march my um and i think this is a good way to uh close out um an admission i have was that there was a opportunity for me to come on your show to talk about the oscars and i had to admit to the person i was emailing with that i had only seen one of the films <laughs> yeah. and that was embarrassing cuz like i i i was really excited i ne- i i really want i, like, I, I really like, want to come remember he do- he writes about culture like it's so embarrassing <laughs> like uh, there was a running joke within our staff that like i that like i think eventually will be turned into stuff i can write about where I started watching House of Cards on the plane two weeks ago. I'm I'm just like there's some things that I am a hundred percent on top of, and some just like very normal things that everyone but, does. That I'm just right. So well, part be- of the thing, part of the so thing, behind on. part of that is that just there's so much out there's there. So much. And like, it, it, you know, it, back my favorite statistic on this is that oh, I'm not gonna remember. I was watching the Johnny Carson American Legends uh, special yeah. a while ago. And like, oh, yeah. Tiny Tim got married on the Tonight Show, and like sixty million people watched. <laughs> Six. There's nothing else to watch. It's like oh, I guess I'm gonna watch Tiny Tim get married. <laughs> like, I need four like, channels. I guess. Exactly. It's like sixty million people. I was like, oh my god. Like you did. If you did anything, <laughs> nothing but football gets that many people now. Like the State of the Union got like thirty three million people. So it's like. It's just you can't. We don't all just watch. Tiny Tim together. doubled the State of the Union. Yeah, Tiny that's, Tim. That's, Tiny Tim's wedding. On late night, <laughs> on the Tonight Show, Tiny Tim's wedding. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Well, hey, thank you for coming on. Yeah, this is fun. Season two, uh, it's happening. Going to have more guests. They haven't pulled the cord, taking yeah. our money. Still waiting for all these brands to come sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> it's never going to happen. Where you at brands? <laughs> no, no brand. My brand is this Rosie O'Donnell doll, <laughs> which is just terrifying. Um, yeah, and the sixth train. Uh, Chris Hayes, thanks for coming. Thanks, man. Um, Till next time, Rembrandt Explains. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcast.